Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, July 17th. Fire up the grill because it's National Hot Dog Day. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, a local Audubon program is trying to convince more young people of color to develop an interest in the environment. I can understand how nature runs at a uh, more of a detailed perspective now, and I can uh, appreciate some of the things that were I couldn't appreciate, I guess, before. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports on helping teens connect with nature. First, the news. A key figure in the scandal that prompted Steve Stenger to resign as St. Louis County Executive has pleaded guilty to federal corruption charges. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on businessman John Rollo and the Stenger saga. Rollo admitted on Tuesday that he participated in a pay-to-play scheme with Stenger. In exchange for Rollo's campaign contributions and fundraising events, Stenger steered county contracts in the businessman's direction. Rollo pleaded guilty to bribery, mail fraud, and honest services fraud. He had originally pleaded not guilty when the charges became public in May. If a judge accepts sentencing guidelines detailed in a plea agreement, Rollo could spend roughly two and a half years in prison. Stenger also pleaded guilty on corruption charges and will be sentenced on August 9th. Neither Rollo nor his attorney spoke to reporters on Tuesday. Rollo's sentencing will take place on October 15th. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. Also, St. Louis County Council members have taken the first step towards stripping the former county executive, Steve Stanker, of his pension. Legislation was introduced last night blocking anyone convicted of a variety of felonies related to their role as an official or employee of the county from receiving a pension after their conviction date. Bayer is relocating 500 jobs from North Carolina to Creve Corps. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports, the company has been offered roughly $45 million in tax incentives to move those jobs to Missouri. On top of the new jobs, which will have an average salary of $110,000, Bayer also promises $164 million in capital investment and to retain thousands of jobs in Missouri. The state's program funding is performance-based, so Bayer needs to hold up their end of the bargain, too, according to Rob Dixon, the state's economic development director. Any company that utilizes these programs has to meet the commitments that they've made. Uh, and frankly, if, if any company doesn't meet those commitments, then those benefits are reduced accordingly. This move comes after Bayer announced they would be closing their headquarters in Raleigh, North Carolina. No details were given on when the jobs would be coming to the state. They will be a combination of transfers and new hires. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Leaders at the FBI's St. Louis field office are hoping an event next week will encourage more women to become agents. The Women's Symposium on July 24th will feature a panel of female special agents at various stages of their careers. Alicia Corder is a 16-year veteran of the FBI and the first female assistant special agent in charge of the St. Louis field office. That milestone is not a big deal to her. I'm certainly happy to break any glass ceilings along the way, but it's just first and foremost about being a good agent and now being a good leader and agent, and I I just happen to be a female. Just 10% of the agents in St. Louis are women compared to 20% nationally. 
Corder says boosting the number of women in the Bureau will make it a more credible law enforcement agency. Some St. Louis teenagers are learning the basics of environmental conservation this summer and passing that knowledge to the next generation through a series of summer camps. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, the effort is aimed at helping more young people of color connect with nature. A pile of animal scat sits in the middle of a walkway, drying out in the early morning sun. Two teens cautiously lean in for a closer look, trying to figure out which animal left it behind. There's a clue hidden in the scat, little white shards. Bones. Bones. Yeah, tiny bones. little bones. Tiny little bones. They decide the scat was probably left by a coyote that had eaten a mouse. The teens, who are mostly from North St. Louis County, are spending their summer learning about the environment, from identifying birds to restoring Missouri wetlands. Michelle Wiegand, one of the coordinators of the Audubon Center's flight crew program, says conservation has historically been a very white field. We want to help support more people of color getting into those careers because, you know, we all make better decisions when there's a more diverse pool of people at the table trying to solve problems. For the first month, the teens get a crash course in conservation. Then they take that knowledge and work as camp counselors with about 100 elementary schoolers from the Ferguson Florissant School District. McClure North junior Elena Abel wants to get more kids excited about what she calls the mystery of science. She says sometimes her friends and family don't really understand her passion for it. They're like, why do you care so much? Why do you do this? Like, why do you do that? Like, you don't understand that everything has a purpose. It's here for a purpose. That alligator, here for a purpose. That bird, here for a purpose. Kemet Ajanaku graduated from Hazelwood East in June. When he was growing up, he says he wasn't really into nature, but he feels differently now. I can understand how nature runs at a uh, more of a detailed perspective now, and I can uh, appreciate some of the things that weren't. I couldn't appreciate it, I guess, before. Ajaniku says the goal is to get kids to put away their phones, even for a little while, and spend some time outside. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Thousands of properties remain vacant in St. Louis, many of which are in low-income, high-crime neighborhoods. As St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson reports, a local nonprofit is bringing new life into many of those communities by turning some of the vacant lots into gardens. It's a hot Saturday morning in the Vandeventer neighborhood as a group of teens get their hands dirty, tending free gardens, feeding chickens, and mowing lawns. 15-year-old Damon Smith Jr. says they plant a little bit of everything. We've been planting sunflower seeds, watermelon, uh, pumpkins, I believe, I think so. Um, corn, yeah, peppers, tomatoes. Smith is one of about 40 teens with Love the Loot. The North City-based nonprofit has turned three vacant lots on Enright Avenue into community gardens where the teens work. Founder Lucas Rugley says the garden is a first job for many that will give them the tools to succeed. It's simple things like, hey, show up on time. You know, and and as you're showing up on time, continue to grow in doing all the little things right. The teens also sell the produce and other goods at their market, which sits in the center of one of their gardens. But the program goes beyond gardening and sales. Love the Lou also encourages tutoring, mentorship, and getting out of the neighborhood. 
18-year-old Jamel Williams got involved five years ago because he lived on the block. He says being involved made him care more about his community. Like now that I'm a mentor, learning patience and just to be a good leader, so that's my role model is to be a leader and just to be a role model for the younger generation. Rugley says by giving these teens an opportunity, it oftentimes changes the trajectory of their lives. You have 14 to 18 year olds who are now the leaders of the community and bearing a lot more responsibility uh, than they would have in the past. The market is open on Saturday mornings from 9.30 to noon on the corner of Whittier and Enright. I'm Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, St. Louis Public Radio. There are images of the Love the Lou Community Gardens on our website, stlpublicradio.org. Maria Altman edited that piece from Marissa Ann and the report from Shayla Farzan. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.